You're listening to The Big Show with George Russick and Matty Rose on Sportsnet 960, The Fan. Oh, yeah. Live from Doug Lacey's Basement Systems downtown studio, you hear Mr. Worldwide. That means the Calgary Flames got a dub last night. Uh, we're live from Doug Lacey's Basement Systems downtown studio for your hump day. Hump day. <laughs> Patrick's like, enough of that on Wednesdays. Quit it. Well, yeah. It's, you Just stop. Hump, hump yep. day. Where's that camel? Hump day. Because once you get over the hump, you're around for the weekend. Look it down. Should we tell Turn him it up, GVP? Should we tell him it's Tuesday. Oh. Well, that game was Olay. fun last night. Didn't that start was great. Like, no, did not start great. <laughs> did not start great. Why do you gotta you go there right yeah. away? <laughs> I just love being the little cog. Oh, well, because like, yeah. I know George is going to be like this. What? What? <laughs> what? You mean the biggest storyline of the flame season so far last night? What? You want? You want? You think that's not going to come up? Old slumpy. We've started a winning streak. Is that what you're talking about? <laughs> okay, that's also the no. winning streak or slumpy. It's, I don't know. Back to back wins. Slumpy not... McSlumperson. Okay. Yeah, he was slumpy. He's... I felt bad for him he last lo- night. He looks sad. Yeah, I constantly feel bad for him. I felt I just bad for him. him. To be good. Yeah. I think yesterday I realized that maybe I wanted him to be good more than I believed he could be good, which is probably a problem. Okay. You, like, if there was anybody on this show heading into the season that was, he was assuring us Mm. that he was going to have a bounce back season, it's that guy right there, Matty Rose. Am I? He, yeah, he, no, no. he was on Team Huberto, right? Oh yeah, he he made he had shirts made, <laughs> no, got a okay. trans stamp that's, tattoo, that's like that's he was on Team Huberto. I got that guy Huberto blowing up the bubble on one team foot Edward? as a tramp stamp. Ah, team Huberto, yeah, <laughs> Team yeah. Huberto over there, T H over yeah. there, Team Huberto, Team Hubie, number ten for life. Anthony Declare had two points last night. I saw him. I watched that game. Yeah, it was, he was good. Believe it or not, I watched it when I got home. I, know, after I, was, the flames. I was sicko committee watching that it, one. On it. Watching the Sharks trying to win that one. They did. Man, you should have seen the chances the Flyers had in the third period and somehow they didn't score. <laughs> no goals oh in that God. third period. Like, amazing. Yeah. Duclair looked good last night. He looked very Him good. and Hurdle were the only players who actually did anything and had any like semblance of National Hockey League play right, last exactly. night. <laughs> Can't believe you guys watched that game. Hatch hot sharks. What are you guys doing? <laughs> what are you guys doing? Me a good sleepy time. The devils time and the game. predators. Uh, devils in the avalanche were playing. Yeah, I know. What are you guys hit? doing? Ugh. Oh, I didn't see that. <laughs> you, can't, you can't do that. Um, flames win four two. Impressive clawback victory for your Calgary Flames. And uh, obviously, uh, we're going to be all over the line of uh, cods. That's his nickname. We we heard it in the post game show. That's what uh, Huska's nickname for him. So yeah. Cods. It's not not. It's not Naz. It's not Nas. Cods. Nazem Country. Cods. Uh, Cods. Zary. I'm 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 assuming it's Z. Zars. Or Zars. Huska uh, called them Zars. Oh my. Oh, Zars? that's right. Zars. Just <laughs> yeah. like the concert in '03. Zars. That's no. It's different. But Cadre. Cods. And your boy, our boy, Sharon Govich last night looked like an NHL player. That's a good line. 
It was a good line last night. That was a great line. And uh, Sharon Govich did a lot of good work on a lot of the goals. Um, you go back, you watch the Hannafin goal. He sets the pass up there, does a lot of nice job down low. Um, I, I really like this game. I thought he was, you know, when he has the puck, he can be assertive. Yep. I'd like to see him be a little bit more assertive without the puck. But right now, I think with what Zary and Kadri and him are doing, they have all got pretty good speed and, and can move up the ice pretty quick. You know, I I was sitting there in the third period, and I'm going, are the Flames that much better today? Or are the Predators maybe the worst team through the neutral zone that we've seen all year? Hmm. Because they were giving up chances and entries left, right, and center. Oh, yeah. I know the Flames doubled them in shots. They doubled them in shot attempts. Yeah. It, at 5-on-5, five five, the Flames essentially were dominant, and it felt like they were going to lose that game until they beat UC Saros once. Yeah. And then it felt like okay, we have a chance here. I I thought I thought the Flames. I thought they were uh, forechecking relentlessly, which obviously paid dividends mm-hmm. towards the end of the game. I like that. Um, the one little storyline I wanted to definitely talk about this morning before we talk about the gigantic story that's reverberating not only in this city but around the National Hockey League last night. But uh, Jacob Markstrom, I thought he kept them in the game with some spectacular saves. Uh, late in the first period and the second period, he kept them within striking distance. And those goals, the two on O, can't really fault the goalie on that one when two guys are coming down on you. Very tough on the National Hockey League. The first one, I don't fault them either. I thought Markstrom was terrific last night in goal for the Calgary Flames, giving them that opportunity to win that game. Uh, also, you want to stay on the positive train? Sure. I thought Nikita Zadorov was unreal last night. Yeah. Watching that guy play and create things like he did with his size and his speed last night. And then you think to yourself, why is, why Nikita? Why? Like I, like last night was why you think like why scouts saw him as a first round talent. You're like, look at, look at that size. Look at that skating. Mm-hmm. Look at his vision. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, and then he just disappears for like three games oh, okay. at a time. I don't it's know like, about the vision. Okay. But okay. I'm, I'm, I'm really pumping him up this morning. Yeah, don't yeah, rain yeah. on my parade, Rose. Sorry. Okay. No, his entry on that first goal. Vision. Was, it was, was, it was unreal. Yeah. But that's also. In that pass. It's also the first time I've ever seen him pass after going end to end. Okay. <laughs> usually, usually he misses the net by about four feet. And they Don't have to you go rain on it. my Zadorov parade just, this morning. I'm just saying the roller coaster that is Nikita Zadorov yep. was a fun ride yesterday. It was. And you're like, where's this consistency? I don't, I'm not asking myself that anymore. You're just I like, I think I understand what he is. Yeah. Against te- and down against up teams that and down don't defend well and don't check the neutral zone well and can't defend the rush. The dude cooks. He turns the puck over and he gets it and he goes. Yep. And the Flames were getting tons of chances that way yesterday. He just said, "I'm going to take it myself a couple times." And they yep. were pretty good rushes. And the one to Dubé, it's a hell of a shot by 29. But yep. That's how you do it. Uh, again, Zadorov was great last night. Uh, the Cods, Zars. What's that Sharon Govich's nickname? Share. Sharon. 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 Is it Share? Sharon. Or no Share. I'm just I'm just going along with every other we hockey need, nickname. We need to find that out. It'd be Gover. Yags. Yags or Gover? Gover. Gover. <laughs> Gover? Is that, it, did your hockey brain just flip on? The yeah, I, I, I just think of dumb names like that. Gover. Gover. Uh, they were great last night. I thought oh, Michael yeah. Backlund, as usual, was rock solid. For the Calgary Flames, yeah, you just, um, I, I liked your tweet there, Maddie. Yesterday, just, he's out here just slapping it. Doesn't oh, care. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, third period down the wall, clapper, ninety-six miles an hour, right in the logo. Oh yeah, 
Who cares? Yeah. <laughs> Is he going to score? Oh. Probably not. Yeah. Beer League hero move? That was a beer league move. Damn straight it <laughs> yeah, is. Right, right down the wing. Yeah, do it every damn time. <laughs> yeah. I love Good, it. Good hard clapper. Oh, I just, that was never going in. Never going in. Uh, he saw zero of the net. But I've been practicing this slap shot and warm up yeah. for years. Laser Saros is going to hurt after this oh, one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like Saros robbed me like eight times. How about this? How about I just I like put this through one. your chest? Uh, according in the KHL. 95.9 uh, miles an hour from Michael Backlund. <laughs> off the rush. Yagor's yeah, nickname was uh, Shiraga. There's no way the guys are calling him Shiraga <laughs> here. <laughs> Shiraga? I was just KHL. Shiraga, you're up! <laughs> There's no way. It's probably Cher. I would say Cher. It's probably Or Yogi. Cher. Or Yogi. Yeah, Yogi. it's one of those. Yogi would be all right. It's one of those. We got to find out what it is. I'm sure somebody from the Flames is already listening this morning. Shango on Please, please text us 960-960. What is Sharon Govich's nickname? Maybe he doesn't have one. Maybe Corey Masiak on They all do. He says he heard the guys refer him as Shar. Like Cods, Zares, and Shar? Share. Share. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Only if uh, he could turn back time and that not get to be... traded to the Flames. Um, no, he was good last night. I'm not going to be negative because the biggest story, one of the biggest stories, like he also got robbed by Saros like he four did. times. Yeah. He did. Well, it, funny how a guy that big was actually using his size and his speed. Huh. Five shots on net. What a weird concept. Third yeah, on he had team. that one shot where he shot it right off the logo in the second period when he was coming off the half ball, half boards. Only Kadri and Backlund had more. Yeah, Kadri was all over it last Kadri, night. His best, ga- hey, best game is... I, this season. This season, yes. He's been good lately. Yeah. You gotta, hey, got to give him his flowers. He's been good this season. He was awful the first half of the season. Mm-hmm. And then he's really elevated his play. And he's using his speed and getting to the net and his tenacity. Again, you gotta love what you've seen from Nazem Kadri. Gotta give the dude his flowers. I've liked him ever since Connor Zeri came up, and it—that's a player. Coincidence? That's a player that I think that they kind of work hand in hand. How many times did we see them on that far wall yesterday from where we were sitting in the press box, just really in close, kind of four or five feet away from each other, assisting each other with the breakout, yeah, and getting up through the neutral zone and creating a three-on-three or a three-on-two type of rush. With Sharon Govich getting out of the other side of the zone pretty quickly, it's something that you could see working for this team moving forward. I, I think that there was a lot to like from that line. And if you're Ryan Huska, you feel like you found something else that you can rely on here. Pospisil's been a great move to put in with the Backlund and Coleman. He yep. hasn't looked out of place whatsoever. Injecting I've, some youth and I've exuberance. Actually, I've really liked him. When Manjapani gets back next next game, you move Dylan Dubé back down to a fourth line role. You got to figure out where Rizitska slides now and, and who comes out of the lineup with Dubé returning. I think Rizitska's going out of the lineup. Yeah. I, I Tough game back from injury for the big man. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Funny. Uh, also, Greer and Dewar didn't play no. for the entire third period. So um, that's uh, something I wanted to talk about. I talked to, uh, I told Maddie about this. We were talking about this last night at the game. Want to get your opinion, Patrick, and then you GVP on this. Uh, remember how last year everyone was like, you got to play the kids on the fourth line. Why do they have such a veteran fourth line? You got to play kids. Yeah, that kids fourth line the Flames had last night, again, was getting caved in in big time stretches. It was a problem last night for the Flames when they had their fourth line yep. out there again. Yeah, and they, they they be careful what you wish for. No, you you do want more of that. I think veteran 
And the f- traditional fourth line is where you know Milan, Milan Lucic fit. Yeah, and you know, and the, we, we've talked about it that the club has maybe missed his ability. I know he's banged up right now, but missed his what he brought to the table yep. a little bit. Um, yeah, no, this fourth line it can, it can have kids on it, but they need to also have the mentality. I think of that fourth line, they need to play like how a fourth line should be or how however Ryan Huska wants the fourth line to be. But maybe Huska wants that fourth line to be not so face punchy, you know, aggressive. Maybe no, he just that, wants him to that's roll fine. I'm just saying like responsible defensively, like they oh, were hell just yeah. getting yeah, yeah. No, you need, in. you need some veterans on that and, for the defensive responsibility. Like let's also on the young guys, like this is a fourth line of AJ Greer, who is not a young guy. He's oh, in oh, his mid twenties, and right, but Walker a younger Dewar, fourth line where you give guys opportunities. That that's what that's what a lot of the fans were talking com- about last compared season. Compared to the museum ride that they had out there <laughs> last year, like come on, <laughs> what are we talking about? Uh, GVP, uh, what did you think of the fourth line? Uh, I just think in general, when it comes to implementing youth into your lineup, it, it does have to be spread out a little bit more. Uh, as my voice cracks there, but uh, um, what, like, with with the fourth line, um, geez, I just lost my train of thought. But all right, uh, all right. we'll get we can get back to you if you're all right. We yeah, can throw you a lifeline. A, a vo- the, the voice crack was impressive though; that was really good. Um, here's the thing for me with this fourth line. Okay. When Dylan we keep du- bearing the lead, but yeah, keep going. When Dylan do, du- <laughs> yeah, let's, let's let's get into the fourth oh, line I, semantics. I, I, here. I remember what I was going to say. Okay, so. yeah, 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 okay, go, go ahead. When, when you're implementing this fourth line, like the young players have been able to, to come up here and, you know, help some of the veteran players. Like Kadri has obviously gotten a bump from Zari. But at, at a certain point with these younger players, when they're adjusting to the NHL, th- they're going to hit a wall at, at a certain point. And, and we've seen that with, with Coronado. That's why he's been sent back down. He just didn't really adjust the NHL that way. So I, I think spreading him out throughout the lineup, because at a certain point, Kadri's got to do his job and kind of pull Zari up to his level once he hits that mm. wall. So I, I think that that'll be a better approach rather than just having a strictly young fourth line. All right. Um, there's lots to digest. That's back-to-back games that that for, Walker Dewar played 552. His ice time's been going down every game. And again, game. I, you know, I like much like Maddie and his tramp stamp tattoo of Jonathan Huberto, mm-hmm. I have like some my sure. my Walker Dewar-like love. Yeah. I've shaved his number into my hair. Like I love Walker Dewar. <laughs> But he's been poster not, above your bed. Yeah, yeah, a nice poster above my bed. Put it on the ceiling. Um, Walker Dewar. He again. I had a big man crush on Walker Dewar. He hasn't been very good. He's uh, been over. Last, he's only been over ten minutes. Three yeah, times. he's not. He's not using his speed. He's not using his size like he has been in the past. And he needs to get back to that. I don't know. Maybe he's dealing with something. I don't know what it is. But he doesn't look like the same player he has been uh, lately, especially. For the Calgary Flames, um, we got a busy, busy show. Uh, what, like, if you can't, you can't think of a better time than have Greg Wyshynski on today. Then, <laughs> like, he's coming up at seven o'clock. Uh, the Oilers are a disaster, and uh, the biggest story in the city happened last night in the third period. Uh, he's going to join us. Um, Dave Dickinson. I hate talking to Dave today. I love talking to Dave, but I also I hate it because today's like the post mortem on the Calgary Stampeders. Yeah, I've already had to do it once, so. Jump in again. We can't wait. Sorry, Dave. We got to talk to you again at seven thirty, and uh, we'll look back on the on the Stampeder season and what the uh, expectation and the plan is for the off season for the Calgary Stampeders and uh, the Chronolist, uh, Calgary sporting legend Brent Cron in studio. Why? Because it's after 
a Flames game and uh, Brent Cron joining us in studio, our Big Show Flames analyst. That's what we're calling him, I think. Mm-hmm. Yep. Big Show Flames analyst Brent Cron, uh, courtesy of our friends at All Kind Door Service uh, Services, is going to join us at 8 o'clock. And we also have a big surprise for Cron at 8.30. Yeah, we do. That he has no idea what's going to happen. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's going to be great. And I think it's really nice. Or he, it might open a lot of wounds and he might melt down. I don't know, but I'm looking forward to uh, sharing something with Cron. Uh, at 8.30. All right. Uh, the biggest, most gigantic story in Calgary that's going to be just beaten to death all day today. The benching of Jonathan Uberdo, uh last night. Uh, and I fell for the guy. Like, you watch him on the bench, uh, bent over. He was, Like, you can see the physical pain mm-hmm. of being benched in the third period. And watching him last night, it's just, it's a total lack of confidence. Even himself, he made that one pass in the second period, Maddie, on the power play, and then immediately uh, it was an Aaron pass, just looks up to the sky. He's like, what am I doing? What is happening right now? But all those all those texters and, and everybody on social media saying, oh, you got a healthy scratch, Jonathan Huberto. That was his healthy scratch moment last night, being benched in the third period in a game where the Flames were down heading into that period, you'd think you'd want your number one offensive player uh, on the ice to try to tie this puppy up or take the lead. No, uh, Ryan Huska sits Jonathan Huberto benched for the entire third period. I like the fact that Huska did this. I thought Huska had a pretty well-coached game yesterday as far as making some adjustments on the fly when things didn't fall their way early on and they were the better team, made a couple of adjustments, kept on pressing, and got the result they wanted. One of the changes was Jonathan Huberto getting sat down. A.J. Greer and Walker Dewar didn't play a shift in the third period as they just went to three lines. We've seen Huska do this a few times lately, and it's actually worked for the team, so I wonder if he keeps going back to this well. If you're not getting everybody pulling the rope in the right way. And Huberto, there were just moments in the game where he tries to make a little backhand pass to the middle, and it's not a hard pass, it's a little sauce pass, and it gets knocked out of the air. Or he tries to go across the offensive zone, but he passes with his eyes well before he passes the puck, and the opposition is able to pick it off and create a turnover and, and go the other way. Um, it's moments like that, and it's not only deflating for the team, but especially with everything at home yesterday, the audible groans and moans with some of these plays, like, it almost felt like those turnovers were just destroying any momentum that the Flames had, and they weren't even going to the back of the net necessarily. They were just... People watch Huberto that much closely right now because of the struggles he's had since he got here. Everything he's doing is magnified, and everything he's doing right now is not going right. He's struggling to complete passes, which is really his bread and butter. He's not going to be shooting the puck more. He's not going to be a burner for you. He's not going to go out there and scrap. So what is he going to bring? And I think that's the question that Ryan Husk is asking Jonathan Huberto, and I think that's the question Jonathan Huberto is asking himself right now, too. What can I bring? How can I be better? Just haven't seen it over 92 games now. And and you can hear it in, in, in the crowd every time he makes, like, even the, the littlest, tiniest mistake. You hear, like, people, you hear a smattering of boos. You hear groans. People immediately frustrated with that guy. And I'm sure he is putting immense pressure on himself. Uh, he wouldn't get to this level. He wouldn't uh, 
be a guy who was right there in the Hart Trophy conversation a couple of years ago. He wouldn't be a guy, you know, notching that many assists in a season without that drive, without that passion, without that fire. And he's just a guy that he's in his own head right now. And it's just, I don't know what the answer is. Like <laughs> Jack Campbell being sent down uh, yesterday in Edmonton. That was a, that was an eyebrow raising move for a guy who can't stop a puck. Obviously, there's still a ton of value for Jonathan Huberto, but it's not like you can trade the guy. No, you, you, like no, if if the Flames could trade him today without retaining any salary, they probably would do it. Oh yeah, but they can't and no. they won't because as as Elliot Friedman talked about on Thirty Two Thoughts too, the number one mandate of this Flames organization right now should be getting Jonathan Huberto going, and maybe last night benching him for the entire third period was the catalyst to, to maybe turn around his season. Because Nazem Kadri's a guy who seemingly the last four or five games has begun to turn around his season, which they desperately need him to do. We, we have yet to see both of those guys going at the same time as Calgary Flames. Both of those guys playing at their peak, we have yet to see that here in Calgary. And if they do... This team potentially can be a playoff team. I know they're already behind the eight ball, mm-hmm. but you look at the standings this morning, and who's looking at the standings 12 games into the season? But the Flames are right there. A bunch of sickos are. Yeah. You look, oh, they're only two points out of the second yeah. wild card. But it's true. The Flames are right there in the mix, and we have yet to see both of those guys play. I just don't know what the answer is. Yeah. You can't keep playing them with Lindholm, I don't think, either. Like, it's just not no. working. Like, you try to play him, and now, like, you think, okay, Kadri, but I don't want to touch Zary, Sharangovich, and Kadri right now. Nope. It was their best line last night. Like, who is the guy? And I keep I keep yelling for, why don't you throw him with Backlund a little bit and see what see what happens? Because Lindholm and Huberto, it's not working. It does not work. For some reason, it just doesn't jive. And maybe they need somebody with a lot of speed playing with Huberto. Who said that to us yesterday? Uh, Jeff Francis. Merrick. Jeff Merrick. Merrick. Merrick, maybe they need somebody with a ton of speed to play with Huberto because this Lindholm-Huberto com- uh, c- combination is just not working right now for the Calgary Flames. And I don't know what the answer is. Hopefully this benching last night ignites him, wakes him up, and he starts to be Jonathan Huberto. But I-, I think that's the biggest takeaway for me is we have yet to see both of those guys play at their peak. And it was this rock bottom for Huberto? It has to be. Was la- was last night rock bottom? Like benching it- your ten and a half million dollar player in the third period. That last night was rock bottom for Jonathan Huberto in Calgary. Unless he gets healthy scratched, which I would be absolutely floored and Husk stunned. Ar- Husk already said he's not doing that. Exactly. Weekend. That was last night was like rock bottom for Jonathan Huberto. Yeah, listen, it's it's also not the first time he's been scratched for an entire third period in his career. This does has happened to him before. You go back to January of 2019, and sure enough, Sportsnet stats had it yesterday. He got scratched for the entire third period. wasn't playing well. Was dashed three in a game. Next three games, they had the Western Canadian road trip. He was actually terrible. He had like one goal in three games, and and had a misconduct in the game here in Calgary. But that year, he finished with 30 goals and 90 points. He had a couple of really strong stretches where he was able to put up some points. Trying to see as much as a silver lining as I can here, but it's a really bad stretch of hockey for him right now. He's got to try and find a way to get himself out of it. 
at a certain point, you have to say, yeah, I, I guess it's not working, but this guy is just, he's got, he's got he's a, a shell of himself, man. He is. He is. That's, he's a shell. That's the only of way to put it. He's a turnover machine. And, but you can see him out there watching him. Like he's trying to make things happen. It's just every move he makes is the wrong one. There's been a few times in the last couple of games where he's made a couple of sneaky, like spin passes or behind the back passes that you actually have liked to see. But they're just so overblown by everything that's going negative. Yep. And it's like I said, it's all of his passes. Like if it feels like I know where he's going to pass the puck before he does. Yeah, which is the problem because if I know where it's going, then opposition certainly does. They know. So, um, I got that's something you got to get sorted out. Uh, I want to. I want a Jonathan Huberto text conversation too. I, I want to do that after the break, but also um, nine sixty nine sixty name and location. Obviously, Wayne at any time. Uh, could it be as simple as he needs glasses? I hope so. I hope his vision. He needs glasses is the issue. Like how refreshing would that would be? Remember when Jameis Winston, like he was playing in the NFL and couldn't even but see receivers. LASIK. Yeah, because everything was blurry. I hope that's an issue where John Huberto needs needs well, glasses. I that gets picked up in a physical. Like, hey, I can't yeah. see very yeah. good. Guys. My 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 eyesight isn't the best. That would be a nice little out here. Oh, yeah. he just his vision's no good. Like oh, all wow. of a, all of a sudden, like yeah. that all of a sudden on Friday against the Leafs, he's got goggles on yeah. and he's scoring at will. Wouldn't that be great? You're like, okay, it was his, it was his, it was his, it's me, it's, it's me peepers, not me noggin. That would be great. Is that a reference to something? Yeah, Simpsons. Simpsons. But I reversed it. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Well done. It ain't me noggin, it me peepers. Like, Uh, hopefully. Fart. Yeah, hopefully that would be John and Huberto. I don't think it's as easy as that. All right, what do you got I coming up in the Rose Report? I don't think it's as easy as that at all. You're all over the flames like a dirty shirt. Yeah, yeah. a bunch of NHL yesterday. Uh, some MLB notes as uh, general manager meetings on the go. Hooray! Um, plus an, an end note from the NFL. Uh, I got a whole bunch of fun stuff in here, actually. It's actually a real fun morning report. Uh, we're going to have a lot of fun today. Um, we got Greg Wyshynski coming up at the top of the hour. Dave Dickinson. We're playing Impossible Flames Trivia. And our big show Flames analyst Brent Cron in studio at 8 o'clock. It's the big show, Russick and Rose. Sportsnet 960, the fan. Live from Doug Lacey's Basement Systems downtown studio. It's the big show, Russick and Rose. Sportsnet 960, the fan. Top of the hour. ESPN senior writer Greg Wyshynski. Good timing to have Wish on after Jonathan Ubardo was benched for the third period last night in Calgary's 4 2 win over the Predators. Two straight. Derek Wills called it a winning streak. Uh, the head coach and general manager of your Calgary Stampeders, Dave Dickinson, at the bottom of the hour. Uh, the Big Show Flames analyst, Brent Cron, the Cronalist, going to join us in studio at 8 o'clock. We have a special surprise for Cron at 8.30 as well. And we're also taking your text messages at 960-960, name and location. Um, seeing Jonathan Huberto stapled to the bench in the third period made me feel like blank. Seeing Jonathan Huberto stapled to the bench in the third period last night made me feel like blank. 960-960, name and location. We'll mix some of those in after Dave Dickinson at the end of the seven. Let's do that. But right now, it's time for the Rose Report, and it's brought to you by... And it's brought to you... You all right? Yeah, sure. Okay. Uh, it's brought to you by MotorWorks. If you want a BMW, choose MotorWorks for service and repairs. They'll gladly match and then beat any competitor's price by 10% on 51st Ave and 3rd Street Southeast. Marty Rose. Matt Rose. Matt Rose. Adam Rose. Rose and Bloom. Matty Rose. Oh, good morning, friends. Hi. Welcome aboard. 
Howdy doody! Got so much to tell you about Calgary Flames, other hockey, basketball, Oh, general manager meetings in Florida for baseball. Oh. Yeah, I know. It's a lot. Plus, sexiest man alive notes. Ooh. Yeah, it's that time of year, baby. Uh, spoiler, neither of us are up for it. Mm. GVP is. No. Oh, okay. Start with the Flames. Couple of line changes. Dubé replaced Manjapani on the top line with 88, serving a one-game suspension. Razichka also returned, centered the fourth line with Greer and Dewar to start, at least. Not a great start for the fourth line. They gave with the first goal against the other fourth line early on. Flames had a couple of opportunities to score, but Yusei Saros was so good. Shortly after that, it was the Predators who extended their lead. Puck squirts in behind the net. Kadri. Bounce it back to the right point. Anderson with a slap shot. It's knocked down by Novak, who springs his man. Sherwood walks in and centers. Evangelista to Sherwood. He scores. A broken play that turns into a 2-on-0 for the Predators. And Kiefer Sherwood one times the puck by a down-and-out Jacob Markstrom. And the Predators, with two goals on five shots, have taken a 2 nothing lead. Yeah. Not great, Bob. Down two Cobb after the first period, George. Yeah, um, I think the Flames are a little unlucky to be down 2 nothing. There were stretches of uh, them pinning the uh, Predators in their own end. But just breakdowns for the Flames, especially on that uh, 2-1-0 goal. And can't really fault Markstrom on either of those. I thought the Flames came out with some nice energy uh, in that game as well. But uh, bad luck to be down 2-0 against a guy, and you talked about it all day yesterday, and UC Saros, who's completely owned the Calgary Flames in his career. And you and I were talking about it up top going, whoa-oh, big hill to climb against that guy who has the Calgary Flames number. And he was flying all over the crease yesterday. I might have thrown down a little bit of a live cheddar and uh, happily lost that money. That's Mm. fine by me. Uh, Later on in the second period, more of the same, more UC Soros, until eventually a couple of maybe unexpected lads forced their way onto the scoreboard. Nikita Zadorov with a fantastic rush up the ice sets up Dylan Dubé, who one times the puck past UC Saros, and the Flames make it a one goal game. Ah, right on. Great rush by Nikita Zadorov, was feeling himself yesterday. And Dylan Dubé with the nice hard shot, the quick one-timer, just forced it through the five-hole of UC Soros. 2-1 after 40 minutes more. Man, that rush by Big Z there was incredible. The man was feeling it. And you know what? Him skating the puck, you could hear it in the crowd too. People were feeling the electricity of Nikita Zadorov last night. The big man was wheeling and dealing and kiss-stealing. Last night with the puck. Excuse me. Yep. How about it? How you want, about you it? want to share the ridiculous take I had last night about the power play? Yeah, go ahead. Uh, you know what? This is so ridiculous. I told the Maddie, I go, hey, the power play struggling so much. I want to get GVP's thoughts on this. No. Power play struggling so much. Hey, GVP, I said to Maddie, I go, why not give Big Z a chance on the power play? Ah, jeez. My answer was he doesn't pass. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, my he's answer just, is to all you. Shut up! Like Matty was saying, he was good last night. Yeah, he was good. That's, but that's Big fine. Z is such a roller coaster. I you know he you is. You don't know when that thing's going to hit the down slope. So okay, 
You don't when you know got what, the man advantage, I'm not sure if Z's your guy. I don't know if a feather... Good job, though, too. Even feather pass back to the point. I'm like, oh, gosh. I hope he doesn't beat it square. <laughs> got to do something to fix that break-in, though, on that Oh, my play. goodness. It's, since 13 left, it has been no good. Keep relying on that bump, and every time we just blow it up oh, in the neutral zone, it feels No good, no good. Uh, into the third period early on. More good work for the Calgary Flames. Here's Tanev now. Far corner to Sharon Govich. He's having a good game tonight. Sharon Govich twisting and turning. Setters, Hannafin shoots and scores! Noah Hannafin rips the puck right into the top quarter of the Predators' net, and the Flames tie the game at two. How about it? Noah Hannafin right under the bar. Yegor, Sharon Govich with a couple really nice plays yep. down low, won a big battle in the corner. Found his man, and all of a sudden you're thinking, oh, this UC Soros guy, mortal. Mm -hmm. How about that? Have you noticed how the Pucks kind of found Hannafin here this season with some great opportunities? Yeah. Like kind of right place at the right time? Yeah, he tends to do that in the offensive zone. Uh, Is it, that's that's all I wanted that's to say it? about that. Okay. It was a nice shot. Yeah, it was a really nice shot. Yeah. And that again, credit the Flames for fighting back. A lot of fight, a lot of moxie. Uh, pretty nasty slash there on the hands of Kadri, hey? Cads? Cads. 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 Well, no, actually, real quick here. Um, wanted to, I just uh, being at the game last night, usually, like, they talk about the atmosphere or lack thereof at the Dome last night. It was bumping. Uh, the the power play they had to wrap up the uh, second period, It there was, the energy started, especially when they cut the lead to two to one. The energy really started to ramp up at the dome. They got Zary out on the first power play unit instead yes. of Uyghur there. I liked it. And I liked the energy in the building uh, and kind of, you know, changed the whole complexity of the game. A thought on the slash on Kadri? Nothing? All yeah. good? All right. It was pretty aggressive. Yeah. Well, Kod But again, good. Not good for Kadri taking a slash, but good that he's making other players want to slash him. Because that means he's playing on the edge. And well, that means he, he's being Nazem Kadri. He wasn't getting on the into edge. the kitchen. He just, he just had the puck. Yeah, it was I know. Just a <laughs> reckless, saying, it was just a straight reckless but, slash. But I'm just saying. And I'm worried about dudes, his hand. Dudes want to slash Nazem Kadri. I know his thumb and they were taping up whatever on the bench. I like the fact that he's getting in there and those things are happening to Nazem Kadri. That means he's involved and engaged in the game. That's uh, what I'm trying to say. Talked a lot about the neutral zone and how it was soft as baby poop for yeah. the National Predators last night. This goal encapsulated that. Sidorov back to get it. Referee gets in his way, but he'll bank it off the boards. Up the far side to Simone. Sends it to center. Kadri springs Coleman. We've got a two-on-one. Coleman shoots and scores! Blake Coleman with a perfectly placed shot just inside the far goal post. The Flames have scored three unanswered and have taken a 3-2 lead. That'll be Blake. Just beats UC Saros clean off the rush. My brother texted me one of the funniest things I've seen all season. Okay. How does Blake Coleman snipe on UC Saros and then Elias Lindholm on the penalty kill with about 10 feet of space rip it wide by about three feet? Yeah. Those two yeah. should have had opposite results, but right. yet here we are. <laughs> That's what Blake Coleman does, man. <laughs> Surprises in the, <laughs> That's it. in the clutch moments. Works hard, you know, has that chemistry with Backlund and then chips in with some big goals here or there. And last night was enormous. That was a huge goal. 624 in the first period. Um, they would essentially hold on. Rizicka took a penalty. They had to kill that. 
Yeah, I didn't like that. But after that, pretty good. Jacob Marsham rock solid. Really good. Greer, Dewar, Huberdeau did not play in the third period. Kadri oh had an empty netter as well. Offer a nice job by the, the D zone by Sharon Govich again. Uh, Masterclass in the third period. Limited the shots to, I think it was three when it was all said and done. They win 4 2. On to Toronto. Uh, the obviously the, the story that's around. Even Spittin' Chicklets mm -hmm. uh, tweeted out a photo of um, the video on the, the video on the bench. Yeah. Uh, hashtag free Hubie. Which I was because like, because wait, like what? again like again I, I I get what they were doing that's but a, but again that that's that's they're not watching who, they're not watching or they're not in this market yeah I don't understand how the Calgary Flames haven't bent over backwards to help that guy out and do whatever they can to get him back to being himself. It feels like they have. That, but that's what I mean. Yeah. It's not like they're holding Jonathan Huberto hostage here yeah. playing for the team. That's clearly not the case. He's given opportunity. They fired opportunity the coach he didn't like to play for last yep. season to get him going. Yep. They gave him all this buckets of money. They gave him every opportunity, all the ice time he wants to be himself. Please, let's not pretend like this is like, oh, Calgary's, yeah. you know. No, this is on him. They've given him every opportunity. Elliot on 32 Thoughts, they are doing everything they possibly can to get him going. Yep. This isn't a free Hubie situation. Nope. You know, this isn't, it's not like he, I don't know, it's not really Stockholm Syndrome because he's not in love with the captors, but <laughs> they're not holding him against his will. I'm done. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Next game is Friday when uh, you know what they got to do. They got to go to Toronto. You come into Toronto, you know what goes on. I won't say nothing more. <laughs> okay, Darren. I'm not going to okay, say anything else. Start of a three-game Eastern Canadian roadie. That'll continue through to next Tuesday. We'll get to the rest of the NHL schedule. I got nothing else on the Flames. Uh, other games yesterday, including a couple Canadians. Squeaky voice teen. Have yourself an evening. Onto the far side, I'll follow. Back toward the line for more senior side for Connor. Shoots and scores! Kyle Connor with a one-timer off the far side post and in. Jets beat the Blues. Couple of goals for Kyle Connor. That one on the power play. That made it 3-1. The Jets best the Blues 5-2 in the Central Division battle. Lightning and Canadiens were... Going out in Montreal, the Bolts blew a 4-1 lead to Toronto the night prior, but they were looking for revenge in Montreal. AC Mott, tough angle shot! Is it in? Score, AC Mott! <laughs> Former Jet. Nice. Sure. <laughs> right on. Back-to-back -back four four-goal first periods for the for the Lightning. This time they hold on to actually win the game. They beat the Habs by a 5-3 score. Shout out Matt Tompkins. Uh, first career NHL win. Uh, 4,154 days after he was drafted in the seventh round of the 2012 draft. Wow. Sherwood Park native. Yeah. Um, Nikita Kucherov. Dark Horse Hard Trophy. Mm, don't hate it. They're scoring a lot, man. He's scoring hey, a lot. He is <laughs> red. Everyone talks about Jack Hughes. Obviously, he's a little banged up right now. Uh, McDavid is, again... I don't know. Is he struggling? He's dealing with something. And not that he's hurt. Yeah. And he's not himself. So the Hart Trophy race is wide open. I think right now it's Nikita Kucherov. Rangers beat Elias the Red Wings. Yeah, that's possibly too. Yeah. Well, here, how about this? Rangers beat the Red Wings 5 3 yesterday. They've got an Panarin. eight game point streak going. And Artemi Panarin is leading the way. He became the fifth player to reach the 20 point mark in 23 24. Do you know who the other four are? Okay. Give it to me one more time. Fifth player to reach the 20-point mark in 23-24. Who are the other four? 
Oh, um, Jack Hughes is one. Mm-hmm. Quinn Hughes. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that's ridiculous. Oh, Kucherov. We just talked about him. Mm-hmm. Patterson. Patterson. Yeah. Good job, guys. Oh, look at that. <laughs> literally, Maddie's like, uh, I'm literally I was like, have something I was written like, about you guys, this. You guys actually can get all four this time. We <laughs> yeah. can do this, guys. Yeah. <laughs> well done. Devils and Avalanche. A couple of heavy hitters going head-to-head. No Jack Hughes. Still not expected back for a little bit. His little brother, Luke, took a ridiculous hit from Ross Colton. He got tossed for the hit on the younger Hughes, who actually did return. This game tied at three after 40 minutes of play. Kale McCarr up the middle for Rantanen, onside. Rantanen with a positive hit on John Marino. Get turnover, SCORE! Can't stay out of Mr. Johansson's yard! <laughs> Whoa, wait. Can't stay out of Mr. Johansson's yard! Stay out of his yard. Kids stay out of Mr. Johansson's yard. Because he's a grumpy old man, I guess. An unbelievably ugly turnover by the New Jersey Devils. Love me some Connor McGahee. He's our man, friend uh, of the show. That's from uh, that's from Finding Nemo, I'm pretty sure. Oh, yeah. okay. That's why I didn't get the reference. Yeah. Rigel, fifth goal for the Avalanche forward. What mm. a sneaky little find. McKinnon and and also scored. Avalanche doubled up the Devils 6-3. to three. You want to talk about how Tyler Toffoli scored again last night? He also had an assist. Okay. Whoa. <laughs> okay. Her. But no, Sharon Govich was good, so it suck really on that, Toff. <laughs> hey, Toff. Hurricanes over the Sabres, 3-2 in OT. Marty Natchez, the overtime winner. Wild doubled up the Islanders, 4-2 on Long Island. Coyotes got by the Kraken in a shootout, 4-3. Ducks were looking for a seventh straight win, hosting the Penguins. But all great things do come to an end. Lead pass for Redeem Zawara. Cuts back, now passes over the line for Lars Eller. Eller tees it up, stepping, shooting, block, nudge back in front. It goes in, score! Redeem Zahorna from below the goal line. Threw it toward the front off of Gibson. It just squeaks past the Ducks netminder. And the Penguins have a 1-0 lead. Yeah, former flame, Radom Zahorna. Game winner. Penguins shut out of the Ducks 2-0. Break that win streak. Ends at 6. They were 1-4 to start the season. Then they won 6 straight. Now what happens after they lose again? Finally, a game that was interesting for all the wrong reasons. Flyers visiting the winless Sharks. Somewhere maybe, perhaps, possibly, kind of, maybe just a little hoping that the Flyers would win so the Sharks would remain winless for their game Thursday when they host the hapless Oilers. Problem was that the Sharks lost to the Flyers 2-1. So now, how about this? Sharks have a chance to beat the Oilers and jump them in the standings on Thursday. Mm-hmm. Huh? Huh? That's juicy. A little bit of a twist on it there. That's juicy. Yeah, you got to move the goalposts sometimes, guys. Tonight, 5 o'clock, Senators and Leafs watch it on Sportsnet West. Panthers and Capitals go at 5.30, and Kings and Golden Knights go on Sportsnet 360. Oilers do have today off. They play tomorrow against the Sharks. They sent Jack Campbell to AHL Bakersfield yesterday, of course, oh boy. if he doesn't get claimed on waivers. When he uh, doesn't get claimed by uh, I don't think anybody's claiming Jack Campbell, to be honest with you. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think he's getting claimed. Jay's audio and announcements. Yesterday, general manager meetings. Uh, apparently, Matt Chapman making his way around the general manager meetings. Yeah, he'll get his 100 just, mil. Just even more evidence that he's not coming back. Uh, <laughs> That's Jay, fine. Keep the, that lead bat, as uh, Jeff Blair says. I should have really been more ready with that. You know, here comes Matt Chapman out on the plate with his lead bat. Yeah, right. there you go. Yeah, can't some other team have him. Good. <laughs> Great glove. See ya. They announced the, the hiring of Carlos Fables as the third base coach. No who had been in the Red Sox organization for 17 seasons. Okay. He's got a really nice smile. 
Also, Dan Mattingly also gets the expanded role as bench coach and offensive coordinator. Okay. So we're just making up jobs now. Can you explain to me, Don Mattingly now, the offensive coordinator? What the hell does that mean? I've never heard of an offensive coordinator in baseball. Is he going to have like a headset and a clipboard? And he's going to have like a... a, like a Perkins menu over his him face, up, and get he's going to be stairs in the booth. Yeah, like what is he going to do? He's going to hey Vlad, go get a hit. Like what is like what is what does offensive face? coordinator mean? Yeah, let's run the touch push here. Like what does that mean? Hey, Vlad, Steal uh, or hit, hit and run? Yeah. I guess. Here's what Ross Atkins said. I think you know it, it really comes down to several things, and he one doesn't is even know <laughs> distilling, making sure you have the best information. Two would be then distilling it in a way that is digestible and gives a great deal of confidence to that hitter. Uh And then lastly, making Uh sure that it is individualized as possible. So not just for the hitter, uh, but also oh. for the hitter oh. against 13 pitchers every day. Sure, because every player doesn't get information on every single pitcher. <laughs> no, but like they, every hitter gets all the information on every single pitcher they're going to face that day. But they then it's Don Mattingly's job to distill it, whatever that means. Brought Brewers, please well, I distill him. it with a lot of notes of strikeouts and popouts. I distill away those and only leave the hits, home runs, singles, and doubles. Uh. Mm. Yeah, so I remove the notes yeah, of double well, plays. Hopefully, he gets a job here yeah. and foul outs. I don't want going, that yeah, Let's go. So stupid. Hey, uh, did you hear that uh, from the NFL? The Arizona Cardinals have activated Kyler yeah. Murray. Uh, only problem is uh, this is kind of a big weekend. Oh, it's a lot better than we usually do. Uh, oh, it's Call right, of Duty weekend. <laughs> oh my god, he just ran in. Oh my god, he just ran in. <laughs> yeah, it is Call of Duty week. New Call of Duty drops tomorrow. Yep. Sorry, Kyler. No game planning for you. Good luck. I don't know who the Cardinals play this week. Oh, but they play the... Uh... Oh god. I got it right here. Hold on. It's a good team, I think. Sunday? Falcons. Falcons. No, it's not, not a good team. I like Kyler in this spot. Yeah, good yeah. fantasy uh, pickup. Pick him up on the waiver wire. I, think probably I don't think he's going to be available. If all, he was an IR stash candidate for a lot of people. The, I grabbed him in free agency after our draft. Like the soon, I just picked him up, put him on my IR spot. All the uh, all this is is to showcase Kyler Murray to trade him in the offseason. I don't even know that. I think they could actually, if this first overall pick is in play, they could probably get a similar thing to what Chicago got for their first overall pick. Add to this team. It's a good. It's a. It's not a good team, but it's a structured. But, but Patrick. Ah, do you trust Kyler Murray to be your franchise quarterback? Well, they're going to have to. That's what I'm asking well, you. When I don't that, think you can. I think you can. If you're the Cardinals. He was like. He, he has shown He was a really them. good quarterback before he tore his ACL last year. He was. He was okay. a top. He was in the I'm top saying, 10 fantasy I'm saying boys. all this stuff around yeah. him, the, the lack of work ethic. But he also said. Again, this time away has change. also said, I've really found more okay. respect for the game. All right. And how it, it, it hurt him that he was away from it. Okay. So. We'll see. I'm interested. I haven't played video games for like three weeks, so I don't know how it's relevant. I just thought I should point that out. Okay, thanks. Yeah, you're welcome. Raptors back at it tonight. Face the Mavericks at 630. Mm. Looking for a winning streak? No. games? Back-to-back. Okay. Back-to-back wins? What is it? I don't know. Uh, But it's on the other network, but you're going to want to watch on the sports television network because, boy, we have some hoops for you. We get the Spurs and the Knicks at 5.30 on Sportsnet 1. I wrote down Spurks yesterday. <laughs> so Spurks. Make sure you watch the Spurks and the Knicks. Okay. Uh, also, the Warriors and the Nuggies go at 8. Oh, that's I'm going to 
But Jory's going to be going to sprinkle on that sure, one tonight. Sure. <laughs> Jory's going to have some. Take Michael Porter over a double-double. Also, um, Jason Kelsey. Uh, yeah. Up for sexiest man alive. What? I don't sure. like anybody who sings like, This is why you're my Jason Kelsey? <laughs> yeah, Jason Kelsey. Okay. He is the sexier one, if we bring it on. All right. This is why you're my Plus, like, he's got an incredible personality. Uh, if you listen to New Heights, he's the best part of the podcast, without a doubt. Oh, yeah. He's the one with his head on right, and Travis is just simple along man. for the ride. <laughs> he also got drug tested after the, <laughs> after the Cowboys game. What? A man of simple taste. Yeah, he's <laughs> a simple man who's dating the most popular woman on the planet. <laughs> um, okay, but here's the thing. Yes. Do we think that he has a chance? Here are his other contestants. You remember what that's from? No. That was when Timothy Chalamet oh. was on SNL yes. with Pete Davidson. They picked the winner already. Terrible. Stop. I'm doing this. Oh, okay. Yeah, don't steal his thunder Sorry. there. You, hey, thanks. what's next? Thanks. Are you going to get engaged at his yeah. wedding? Didn't even Sorry, let me ahead. get through the nominees. Other Sorry. nominee. You want to make every game interesting? Step one, open the bed MGM sports. Ah, oh. Jamie. Jamie Foxx. <laughs> yes, sir. Glad he's healthy enough to be in that yeah. position. Yeah. He was having some health struggles. Yeah. There. Finally. Ah. Really? Yeah. He's making a comeback, Ursher. Yeah, older per- gentlemen are apparently. getting a lot of love. Mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah, Jason Kelsey, Jamie Foxx, Timothy Chalamet, and Usher. Okay, who won? Timothy uh, Chalamet. Patrick Dempsey won. McDreamy. Did he really? Yeah. Oh. I didn't even know he was nominated. Oh, yeah. What? I feel like... <laughs> Patrick is... Dempsey named 2023 People's Sexiest Man Alive. Yeah, from, US, from, uh, from today. today. Yeah. Look at that. Today, the look morning at that, show. That. Yeah, look at this photo. He is a handsome man. I'm not going to lie. Jesus. That's Silver Mane. McDreamy. Yep. Hmm. All right, whatever. I guess I didn't uh, right. do very good research on this. Hmm. Okay, right. buddy. Unbelievable. You did good work. On and good flame. night and good luck to you, sir. Uh, the Rose Report brought to you by MotorWorks. If you want a BMW, choose MotorWorks for service and repairs. We'll gladly match and then beat any competitor's price by 10% on 51st Avenue, 3rd Street, Southeast. Craig Wyshynski, ESPN NHL senior writer, Dave Dickinson, head coach and GM of your Calgary Stampeders, our big show Flames analyst, Brent Cron, in studio at 8 o'clock. We're taking your text messages as well. Jonathan Huberto being stapled to the bench last night made me feel like blank. Jonathan Huberto being stapled to the bench last night made me feel like blank. Oh, and we're playing Impossible Flames trivia today, too. Busy big show. Sportsnet 960, the fan.